The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, March 13th, 2023. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do. Hello, everybody. This is Elaine B. Holt. You're listening to Women's Spaces. We just had technical difficulty, and I'm really sorry about that, you know. And I have uh, two special guests with me today, and we're going to be getting uh, Susan Lamont on the telephone. She's going to talk about an anti-war rally that's going on. Anyway, a happy Women's History Month, you know, to begin the celebration. I have a special guest joining me on the phone, Molly Murphy McGregor, one of the co-founders of the National Women's History Alliance. We will be talking about women's... Oh, my goodness, this is really crazy. (laughs) We are having technical difficulty today. It's really... You know, we're live radio here at KBBF, so, you know, you you have to forgive us. Anyway, this year's theme for uh, National International Women's History Month is celebrating women who tell our stories. And what's so fascinating is I'm really excited to announce that I had a special, special article written about me on the Sonoma County Gazette that you can pick up at any coffee shop or any uh, newspaper uh, that they have uh, free papers. It's a freebie, and I'm I'm really, really excited about it. It looks like uh, Ken has got the phones. Have you got the phones connected, Ken? No, we. I'm telling you, this is this this has just been a really wild, wild morning. And the best thing that we can do this morning is just play music. Pardon? Play music. We're going to play music this morning. And if Molly Murphy McGregor is out there listening, we have no phones. Also with uh, Susan Lamont, we have no phone, Susan, so we're unable to call you. But I can make an announcement that there is going to be. Oh, I hope I have it here. Oops, here, goes the, here goes the microphone. Oh, my goodness. What a morning. Well, you know something? Everything happens for our greatest and, and best good. And I'll tell you something. It is very, very interesting when you're in the studio and suddenly everything just goes kaput. And when it happens, unfortunately, we don't have an an engineer here today, so we have to kind of manipulate everything ourselves. And it's a a little bit of a challenge. But I'm going to try to meet that challenge. Doesn't work. I'm going to try to meet this challenge in the best way that I can, and I'm going to have to improvise. We're going to play music, and we're going to have a wonderful time. And let me just talk a little bit, a little bit of history, okay? In 1980... The National Women's History Project, NWHP, was founded here in Santa Rosa, California by Molly Murphy McGregor, Mary Rootstadter, Maria Cuevas. Maria Cuevas is still around, and she's just, oh, my God, she's just such a wonderful singer. She has such a wonderful voice. Paula Hammett and Betty Morgan to broadcast women's historical achievements. The NWHP started by leading a coalition that successfully lobbied Congress to designate March as National Women's History Month. Now, you know in March, on March 8th, we, we just celebrated International Women's History Day. 
And what these women did is, is they lobbied to make March a whole month, Women's History Month, which is just amazing that that happened. And I, my claim to fame, actually, and I'm so sorry we're not going to be able to get Molly on the phone. I'm sure she'll understand. We've just been having technical difficulties at the studio for a while with the with the uh, transmitter ch- uh, freezing up on Mount St. Helena, and now we're having telephone troubles. And so we're, we're not able to do what we would like to do, but it still doesn't stop us from giving a lot of history. Uh, the National Women's History Alliance is known nationally and it's the only clearinghouse providing information and training in multicultural women's history for educators, community organizations, and parents for anyone wanting to expand their understanding of women's contributions to U.S. history. Uh, you know, like I said, I made a bit of history. <laughs> I'm really excited that I'm in the Sonoma County Gazette. And it's on the street now. It's a wonderful paper. It's a freebie. A, shouty, a shout out to Amy Windsor. I believe she's celebrating her second year now as the publisher. And she's doing a great job. Well, as we say every month, every not every month, but every every Monday morning, we talk about our history as our strength. And it's really interesting. We, when you start looking at our history, one of the things that I found uh, interesting is that March 8th is International Women's Day, whose origins trace back to protests in the U.S. and, and Europe to honor and fight for the political rights for working women. So that that happened, that became March 8th, became a, a holiday. It actually, it, let, me, let me look at this here. Uh, it actually started in February 28, 1909. And this, you know, this is, it's a global holiday, March 8th is. But international, the National Women's History Project and Women's History Month is pretty primarily the, an, a United States event. And these were the women that I talked about before that brought it into futation, which is, I mean, I'm so proud of them, and it's just amazing. They send out an, a magazine every year uh, talking about our history, talking about future plans, uh, talking about how they're going to how they're going to move forward and continue to do the history. And what's it's interesting about Molly is that she's been trying to retire for the past several years, but she's really a hard person to replace. So happy women's. National Women's History Project, we're celebrating it the the whole month. And also there's a lot of different things going on at the Sonoma County Libraries that that people can check up to find out more and more information about them. And also if you want to find out about the National Women's History Project, uh, you can go to nwhp.org, and there they are. They'll tell you, you can find out all the information that you want. And one of the things, one of the things to recognize more than anything is that we have come a long way. We really have come a long way as far as women's rights, women's right to vote, uh, women uh, serving on Congress, uh, the United States Senate, you know, women governors, you know, uh, our board of supervisors. We actually have two women that are very strong on their pardon. Remember her announcement. Oh, I, I, I didn't I didn't hear you, Ken. Remember Susan's. Oh, to me, I guess, of course. And it, it's, I lost my train of thought. Okay, let me see. I was talking about Women's History Month, right, and Women's History Day. And we're celebrating Women's History Month. 
Okay, so, and, and I have a few other announcements. Uh, on March 20th, uh, our, like I always say, our history is our strength. And then I'm trying to find, you know, it, it, this has really been a morning, Ken. I mean, I had all this information, and now I can't find it. You know, the, the phones go down. And, you know, let, 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 me, let me say something. You know, right now, this is real, this is real time. Right now, this is very stressful. You know, I feel my heart beating. I feel my nervousness. I feel, oh, my God, you know, what are people going to think? And you know something? Right now is the time that I'm going to say that the women's space is pledged to myself. My self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. It depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. And right now what's happening or what happened with all the technical difficulty we had, it really has nothing to do with me. It's technical difficulty. And at this point in time, I can make choices. You know, I can choose whether I'm going to get all nervous or I can't do it or I'm going to say, okay, I'm nervous and I'm bumbling a little bit and that's okay, I can accept that. Or I can just take a deep breath and say, okay, this is what is happening. This is real right now. You know, I'm nervous. You know, the, the show, of the, there were complications on, but I have to take a deep breath and remind myself that things happen in life and that we have to move forward and we have to just keep on going no matter if we're nervous no matter if things are not going right we just have to keep going we were talking i was at a women's dinner uh last yesterday and we were talking about some of the frustration that's going on you know right now susan lamont who is an activist here in our community she's trying to gather people to do a uh, you know, an anti-war protest. You know, here we are at war again. I mean, it feels like it's endless war. It never stops. You know, and as women, as women, we are the ones who the creator, whatever it is, you know, that was another conversation we had about some people are atheists, agnostics, you know, one believes in God, one believes in a higher power, one believes in nothing. You know, one of the things one of my friends said is, what happens when I die? Do I just go to sleep? Do I just disappear, you know? But all of a sudden, you have to realize these are all things that we have to have faith in and we have to have trust in. You know, and, and it, when life hits us with things, we have to just take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and just keep moving. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be keep moving, and I'm going to talk about our history is our strength. We already talked about March 8th being International Women's Day. But another thing happened on March 8th, 2014, 2014, which is so interesting to me. And that is the National Catholic Sisters Week. It's called National Catholic Sisters Week. It was established to raise awareness of the contribution of of, uh, of Catholic sisters. And what happened is is that the, the organization felt that they were not getting enough attention or enough respect. And so they decided to do this National Catholics Week. So all we're enjoying that along with National Women's History Week. It's, it's kind of, excuse me, National Women's History Day. It's International Women's History Day, Elaine. So I think that's very, very, very interesting. You know, kind of March 8th is one of those days. And, you know, my birthday's coming up, March 18th, 1940. And when I do my numerology, uh, my destiny is an eighth. And it's very interesting that these two very important events happened. The International Women's Day started on, was March 8th. 
and also this National Catholic Sisters coming together and saying, hey, we deserve to be heard, we deserve to be respected, and we deserve to have an organization that speaks for us. Another thing that happened that's very interesting, and that's happy, happy, happy birthday, and that's to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the second female U.S. Supreme Court justice. She became a, a Supreme Court justice in 1993. Uh, she was actually, excuse me, and she was born in 1933 and made her transition in 2021. What an impact she had on women. Do you realize that before Ruth Bader Ginsburg spoke in front of the uh, Supreme Court to bring forth women's rights, we didn't even have the right to have a credit card? Or we did not even have the right to be able to own our own property? You know, a little, I'll tell you a little side story. When I moved up to Sonoma, uh, to Sonoma County, I was accepted at Sonoma State. And it was so interesting because the, it, there was very short, again, shortage on housing. People, students were actually at the telephone booths. You know, there were lines, you know, trying to make appointments to see different houses and apartments. And my sister had moved, and my sister Evelyn had moved up with me, and I brought, was moved Moving up with my sister Evelyn, my daughter Susan, my dog Geraldine, and me, and I'm going to Sonoma State, and we don't know where we're going to live or what we're going to do. We ended up in this house in Alta Avenue, and there were three people in front of us, if you can imagine that. You know, one man was actually try- offering more money to the landlady, and for some reason, karma has it. It must have been the look on my face. I don't know what it was, but she- Mrs. Lang was her name, God bless her, and she came up to me and she started talking to us and we told her we had a daughter and everything and all of a sudden she turns to to me and looks at me and she says do either one of you ladies have a credit card Oy vey, that's a Jewish word for, oh, my God, a credit card. Are you kidding? Well, my sister Evelyn whips out this Citibank card. I couldn't believe it. She says, oh, yes, Mrs. Lang, I have a credit card. And she shows it to her. Mrs. Lang walks away, walks up to the other few people, they all leave, and there we are. We rented, we got the house, and we were able to rent it. Later on, believe it or not, I was able to buy it and put it in my name. But what was so interesting, I looked at my sister, and I said, where did you get that credit card? Well, it turned out that Citibank mailed out credit cards to all teachers that graduated. It was the first kind of the first round of credit cards. And there was my sister having this credit card, and we were able to rent this place. It was about maybe a 10- or 15-minute walk from Sonoma State. So it was an amazing, even in that small, subtle time when I when we rented the house and it was because of the credit card, I had no idea what a big deal that was until I went to Sonoma State and I participated in the Women's Studies Department and I began to find out who I was as a woman and how I was oppressed and all the opportunities that I was not were not available to me that were starting to become available. And I was in shock. I was really in shock. And I was one of these women that had this idea that I was stupid or, I, you know, all I was, all I had was my beauty and maybe I would, my mother was hoping I would marry a doctor. And here I was going back to school. And here I was at Sonoma State at 33 years old. I mean, it was a very, very interesting experience. And it was also interesting that whole credit card thing that happened to us and, or, and enabled us to rent this house. So we have come a long way. 
I mean, that's a simple story. I mean, it's a, you know, what a credit card. But, you know, this was not available to us. And it was through the National Women's History Project, all these different, all these different things, that all the different steps that women were taking. You know, they were standing up. I mean, it was a time of civil rights, uh, protesting the Vietnam War. I mean, you name it, I could go on and on. But it was really a time of progress, of movement, of stepping forward, of students speaking out, of women speaking out, of women finding out who they are. And here we are in 2023, and there is a concerted effort to take away everything that we have gained. And I ask the question, why is that happening? I just do not understand it. And I think one of the reasons it's happening is because I think people are burned out. You know, we're tired. You know, we've been prote- we've been protesting. You know, we've been doing all these different things. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And if we're not careful, ladies, we're not careful. We're going to lose. We're going to lose our right to choose. We're already losing our right to choose. I mean, I'm, these. There's, I think there's four women in Texas that are suing, I think it's Texas or Arizona, that have a lawsuit because there was a, a baby, a, a mother who was pregnant, and the baby all of a sudden it turned, it, her life was in danger, the baby was not going to survive, and she, can't, she couldn't do anything. She had to leave the state, even though her life was in, in jeopardy. No, we got to save the fetus. I mean, why are we so hung up on the fetus? I mean, I, I, I don't know when life begins. I don't know when life begins. I really don't. I really don't. You know, it's just like you put a, you put a seed in the ground. You don't know when it's going to happen. You know, that's what's so interesting about it all. So I don't know when life's going to happen. And, you know, when a woman, you know, one of the things that came out, I was listening to a lecture, and one of the things that came out was very interesting. A woman has sometimes has to ask herself, am I ready to be a parent? You know, it's not that simple to be a parent. And I, I was talking to some right-to-life person. They said, oh, no, we can, we can get them out to adopt. We can adopt these children. No, you, it, it's not that simple. You know, that's a trauma for a child to be unwanted. I mean, I know for myself, my mother got pregnant on her honeymoon. She was very, very disappointed. You know, and that was a lifetime thing that I had to live with with my mother. So it's very, very interesting when you start thinking about making that choice. And it has to be an individual choice, not a government choice. Why should the government be making a decision whether I want to be a mother or not? I don't understand that. You know, I really don't. They should be making the decision not to be whether I'm a mother or not. They should be making decisions to make sure any child that's born on this planet or in this country has has a decent life, has medical, has good food, has shelter, has all the things you need to sustain a human being. And sometimes you come to a place where you can't give that human being what they need. You know, you really can't. You're not capable of it or it's not the right time or whatever is going on. But that's a personal choice. It's a personal choice. And I have to say to the government, stay out of my body. Stay out of my body. And another thing that was so interesting you know, about this whole, this whole pill with raw greens and all, I think it's raw greens, all the different, all the different pharma, uh, pharmacy companies that are refusing to give the uh, day after pill. I mean, come on. I mean, what are you trying to do? You're trying to save what? 
you know, you should make sure instead of worrying about whether you're going to sell a pill, make sure everybody has the right pill and that they're able to afford to get that pill for, to help them with their health. I mean, it just seems kind of kind of backwards. Well, I found my piece of paper, so I'm going to read this. Uh, it, what's happening is, Susan, if you're listening, I'm making the announcement for you, and I'm really sorry I can't have you on the air. She's one of my – she was actually – Susan Lamont was the first – the first woman to support me when I went on television, so I really want to do a shout-out for her. Well, there's going to be a march. It's going to be on, on Saturday, March 25th. It's going to be from 1 to 3 o'clock in Courthouse Square, uh, the 4th Street side. Okay, and and what's going to happen is is it's just going to be a protest, and they're hoping they're hoping. So far, they have some special guests. They have uh, Dennis Bernstein from K from KPFA. Uh, I guess that the name of this uh, show is Flashpoints. He's going to be there. Uh, Evan Phillips is, and uh, Susan Lamont are going to be also speakers. And also, uh, hopefully, there will be a performance by uh, Dem- Dem- uh, Damien Square, wonderful, wonderful artist, and Miguel Molina, Jr., I love Miguel Molina Jr. That's my my dear friend Miguel Molina, who is also on KBBF. It's his son, who is really a very very talented young man, and they'll they'll be there at the at the at the rally. And you know, I think it's very important that people show up. You know, we had a conversation, uh, Susan and I, and she was kind of disappointed because a lot of people are just not paying attention to what's going on with the war. And I I had a little confusion because you know Ken and I we debate. You know whether uh, that we should be supporting the Ukraine. You know that the that the uh, United States is putting so much money into that war. You know we go back and forth with it, and and I, after we had this conversation uh, yesterday when I was at the uh, women's dinner, I came to the conclusion that. It, it's not the Ukraine, it's not the Russian, it's not this one, it's not that one, it's not Palestine, it's not Israel, it's not all that. It's just our consciousness. When are we going to decide as a human species that war does not work? War does not happen. It doesn't change anything. It just, I mean, when you look at the destruction, I was looking when they had this horrible earthquake in Turkey, I remember, and I saw these buildings collapse. And then all of a sudden you saw all the, the rubble on the ground and you saw people scrambling and, and, and people crying about their children. Well, that was an earthquake. But when you look over at the war, you see the same thing. It's just misery. It's just all kinds of misery that are going on. Children crying, mothers not knowing how to take care of their children, bombs dropping. I mean, think about all that. Why is that necessary? When we have a brain, we can sit down and we can talk about things. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I can go on my computer and I can communicate with someone in Russia. I can bring my granddaughter in from, you know, from San Diego and she, I can see her and we can have a whole conversation you know, we have improved all kinds of different things. I mean, I think alone when I was born and I had I had a, a teeth problem. I was born with a degenerative problem like my father had. They had to pay five dollars to to give me Novocaine. Now Novocaine has become standard when you go to a dentist. And they have all kinds of other things. I go to my dentist, he gives me a little pill to relax me. These things were not available when I was growing up at first. You know, we've come a long way. Cancer, even, we're, we're, we're conquering so many things. And at the same time, 
we're putting billions of dollars into this exercise that gets us nothing. It gets us absolutely nothing but a bunch of destruction. And what's so interesting, I wrote a poem, and I remember ending it, all wars are fought in the name of peace. You know, do you know how many years it's going to take for people to recover after wars? And and when I think of the suffering, it doesn't make sense. You know, in the Buddhist religion, I remember when I was in the hospital and I was watching about the Buddhist religion, one of the things that the Buddha said is all life is suffering. Of course, you fall, you hurt yourself, you know, someone you love dies, you know, you know, all kinds of things happen. You know, life each day is a, is a, is an amazing adventure. Why do we have to include war in the equation and there's no such thing as a good war a bad war a middle war it's all bad it's all it's it it does not serve a purpose it just destroys and who suffers but the women and children all those people on the ground so it's a lot to think about so what i would do i really want to encourage people show up on saturday march 25th from one to three down in Courthouse Square. You may not agree with, you may be really, you know, really supporting this war because you know that Russia had no right to do with some of the things, whatever your logic is. But come not to, not to say no bad Ukraine, bad Palestine, bad Israel. No, forget that. No more war, period. We need to learn how to sit down and talk to each other. I know with my relationship with Ken, I'll never forget it as long as I live. We were having this big argument where God knows what we were arguing about. It was probably didn't make much sense anyway. And all of a sudden, our dog, our little dog Rosie, stood up in our two, on their two little feet, you know. And all of a sudden, we said, oh, my God, Rosie's standing there like a human being. And we started to laugh. And all of a sudden, we weren't mad anymore. Because all of a sudden we had something that distracted us and then all of a sudden we looked at each other and we start talking to each other. We start saying, this is how I feel, this is how I feel, and we were able to work it out. Now just imagine if countries did that. And I hate to say this, but, you know, there are some, there are some men that are running this country that I think, are, I think they're way back in the dark ages. And then there's the rest of us that are trying to move forward. So I really encourage people, you know, show up Saturday, March 25th from 1 to 3 at the Courthouse Square. Say no to war, not just the Ukraine, to all wars. And start encouraging these. We elect people to support us and to speak out for us. And what are we asking for? We're asking for peace. Well, I think this is a perfect time, Ken, to play this song. You know, this is one of my favorite songs. It's called By My Silence, I Give My Consent. You know, it's very, very, very interesting. And then when we come back, I have a few more things to talk about as our history is our strength. I might read a poem, uh, you know, thinking about reading a poem. And, and you know, like I said, it's really interesting. I'm really enjoying, to be honest with you, doing this show, being able to express some of my opinions, being able to talk to my audience, and at the same time knowing that here I had a challenge And all I had to do was change my mind and say, look, I'm going to move forward. You know, I have a show to do. I have a script here. I can pull things out. I can improvise a little bit. I don't have to make it into a tragedy or, oh, no. We can change our minds and we can move forward. But also we can speak out. And the song that I'm going to play is called By My Silence, I Give My Consent. 
and it's a song that was written by a dear friend of mine, Ellen Burksdale, you know, and I love, I love how she does it, but this song here, the way this woman does it is Sonia and Disappear. I like this, Sonia Disappear Fear. The way she does it, it's just, it's just, it's more modern to me. It's, it's kind of up to date. Listen to the words. By my silence, I give my consent. You know, one of the excuses people have about being silent is, oh, I'm so busy. You know, I have two kids. I got to go do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know something? It's real simple. There's all kinds of ways you can contribute to peace and love. One way, of course, is to speak out. You know, that's why we do the Women's Spaces Pledge every month, you know, about your self-esteem not depending on anything outside of you. It's okay to speak out against against what you think is not good for the, for the people, for each other, for us, for me, you know, to speak out, to say no, 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 let's stop right now. But also to be able to express yourself and to be able to stand up is a way to let people know what you want. If we don't stand up, if we don't say anything, it just continues. It discontinues. So listen to the words of this song. It was written it was written in response to what happened in World War Two when what was it, eleven million people, six million Jews and five million miscellaneous gypsies, uh, people who had mental challenges, you know, prisoners of war. Eleven million people were killed. And the question was why wasn't anybody saying anything? Of course, you know, that's why I like this, that, that, you know, Sonia and Disappear Fear, because we were afraid. People were afraid. They were being threatened in the, in the worst possible ways. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. You know, one of the things that I know for myself, I, don't, I hope that I would stand up in times like that. But nobody really knows what they would do. That's why it's important when the way life is today to speak out now before it gets any worse. So it's very, very important. So let's go ahead, Ken. Let's play By My Silence, I Give My Consent uh, by Sonia and Disappear Fear. And when we come back, we'll continue with this wonderful conversation. One, two... Communist, so when it came for the communists, I held my tongue. Like a good neighbor, I minded my own business and trusted justice was done. I didn't ask what was their crime, it was their sadness, it was not mine. I didn't care where they were sent, but my silence I gave my consent. By my silence, I gave my consent. I'm not Jewish, so when they came for the Jews, I had nothing to say. Branded with stars, herded like cattle into boxcars, and then taken away. I didn't ask what was their crime, it was their sadness, it was not mine. Where they were sent By my silence I gave my consent By my silence I gave my consent I didn't care 
okay Cause I am a citizen And I am free I didn't care Now there's nobody left to Speak out for me At the time I believed It never happened to me I didn't know Just what it meant By your silence You give your consent By your silence You give your consent By your silence You give your consent By my silence You gave my Wow, by my silence, I give my consent. You know, it's really funny. Everything started to work all of a sudden in the studio now. But unfortunately, we are unable to get the folks on the phone that we hoped would happen. Anyway, you were listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And like I said, several times we've had a little bit of technical difficulty here at the show, and we're doing a solo, which is kind of exciting. You know, I'm I'm kind of enjoying doing this, to be be truthful with you. And again, I want to remind everybody to please, you know, support this effort that on Saturday, March 25th from 1 to 3 o'clock in Courthouse Square, there's going to be an anti-war march. And it's going to be against all wars. It's going to be against just saying no to war is so important. And also as women, I really believe if we stand up, you know, we're the ones who give birth. You know, we bring forth the children. You know, I don't care if you believe in a creator or what you believe in. The bottom line is, is it through our bodies comes through life. And we must stand up, all of us, for life. And tell these guys who are in control that they've got to sit down and start negotiating. You know, we're destroying each other. We're destroying our planet. You know, when is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? When are we going to see the miracle? When are we going to truly see the miracle? Well, I'm going to read a poem that I wrote several years ago. You know, one of the things about my relationship with Ken, Ken has, Ken has brought me back to the earth. You know, I'm a retired corporate executive. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't believe in, you know, a garden and all this other stuff. I didn't grow up with that kind of idea until I met Ken. Ken introduced me to the earth. He let me know that, that, that the planet is alive and that it, it produces all that we need to sustain ourselves. So anyway, he decided he was going to plant me sunflowers sunflowers in the backyard and all these beautiful sunflowers came up i couldn't believe it and they're all they're all kind of all of a sudden they start like they look like old ladies and men you know all humped over and and real heavy and all of a sudden he picked up one of the sunflowers and he dried it out and then we're sitting in the backyard and he starts taking the seeds out i said what are you doing he says i'm i'm taking the sunflower out I'm taking the seeds out of the sunflower. I said, oh, is that where sunflower seeds come from, Ken? I couldn't believe it. And so I'm, I'm, I was taking the sunflowers and I'm removing it from the seed. And all of a sudden I'm feeling all this wonderful, all this wonderful feeling in my hand. And suddenly, you know, I am a poet. So I decided to write this poem. And it's called The Seed. So and this is, I dedicate this to Ken. And I dedicate this to all the beautiful sunflowers that produce these wonderful sunflower seeds that are so healthy for us. So here we go, called the seed. With the seeds of the sunflower running through my hands, I saw and felt the oneness of it all. For it is an understanding of the seed 
that we see all, for we are all, all of the great divine, the great process. Every form of life on this planet forms first within a seed. Perhaps the Big Bang itself was a cellular explosion of the continuum of the seed. The great mystery is a simple fact. We are all of seed. Our fractionations and habitats may be different, but our beginnings and our needs are pretty much the same. All life, as we know it, needs air, oxygen, water, food, space, and sleep. Think of this. All life, as we know it, needs air, oxygen, water, food, space, and sleep. All life, as we know it, experiences various forms of transformations. All have their beginning time, their in-between time, and their final time. There is no need to know anything beyond the truth of the seed. We are of one source. Think of that. We are of one source. And you know, it's interesting you know, I was listening to Amy Goodman before we came on talking about the whole thing about these uh, trains that have gone off the rails and how it's affecting, it's affecting everybody, their breathing, their health, you know, the water, all, everything is affected. And it, 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 just, it just reminds me of this line. But our beginnings and our needs are pretty much the same. All life as we know it needs, and I'm going to add, clean air, clean oxygen, clean water. Food, clean food, space, and a wonderful, wonderful bed with lots of nice blankets to sleep. We all need that. We, there's not a person or even, I mean, when I look at my, my dog, Rosie, I mean, we're always fighting for the heating pad. She loves warmth. All animals, we need warmth. We need shelter. Oh, it just makes me cry. It really does. It makes me cry. It makes me think. It makes me wonder. You know when? You know when is the when is the human race going to going to going to wake up? I mean, really, really, when are they going to wake up? Well, since we're since we're looking at the seeds and everything, I thought I would read a second poem, and I also I wrote this. Because one day I was looking at Ken and I see how busy he is and I, I see all the wonderful things he does, how he takes care of our garden. And I wrote this. It's called The Gardener. And I love to play with words. I really do. So I, I took the word gardener, G-A-R-D-N-E-R, and that's when I wrote this poem. And I dedicate this to, po- uh, to Ken. G, a gardener is one with God as he grows or she grows and harvests the gifts of the earth. A, a gardener is attuned to the earth and all its abundance. R, a gardener works with resources of the earth and understands that humans, that humans, all living life, a gardener is dedicated to the divine as delicious food is produced from the planting of seeds into the rich dearth of our mother earth and a gardener is one with nature and sees how we are nurtured through the garden through our mother earth i mean they don't it's not a mistake they call it mother earth 
A gardener sees the evolution of all life on earth and understands the ecology and environment of the earth and its soil. R. A gardener rejoices in the earth. As the result of the gardener's care, the plants and vegetables rise towards the sun, resulting in food and beauty for many. That's the gardener. That's our Mother Earth that provides us with everything. And you know, when you think about it, in order for us to have all this food, to have all these things, we need gardeners. We need people. We need people coming together, working together, sharing together, and being together. Well, there's a lot to think about. There really is. There's a lot to think about. And you know, we're still we're still celebrating National Women's History Month, and I have my... I have my fingers crossed that next week's show is going to be okay. We've seemed to have had had a lot of little glitches here during the during the month of March. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's my birthday, March. My birthday. You know, our history is our strength. I just I was looking at all these birthdays. I thought I'd mention mine again. My birthday is March 18th, and you know, it's really interesting when you think about it. You know, one. You know, my friend Susan Lamont and I were talking last night, and she says, "What happens when you when you leave the planet? Do you just go to sleep? Where do you go? You know, I don't believe in anything, but I don't know where do we go? Where do we go?" Well, who knows where we go? But I'll tell you something. One thing we know, we know we're right here on Earth. So, Ken, let's 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 end. Let's let's do a, a go out song, and then I'll make a few announcements after after the song. And I want to play the song "Standing on the Shoulders." You know, I played it last week, but I want to play it one more time because it's really important that we recognize that we're standing on the shoulder of so many beautiful, courageous women. I mean, next week I'm going to be interviewing for the second time a woman by the name of Rosita Halsey, who is the uh, niece of one of my heroes, uh, Dr. Uh, Polly. Uh, oh, my mind is going blank. Polly. What's Polly's last name, Ken? Murray. Uh, Dr. Polly Murray. I can't believe it. I mean, it's amazing how all of a sudden your mind just goes blank. Dr. Per- Polly Murray, which is who is one of my my heroes, who was very very instrumental in bringing many many women's rights, and actually it's, it's Dr. Ruth Bader's birthday was on the is uh, was on the fifteenth of March, and actually uh, Polly Dr. Polly Murray helped. Uh, helped uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg write many of her briefs that brought a lot of freedom and a lot of opportunity to women. So let's go ahead and play Standing on Our Shoulders and then we'll do a little wrap-up at the end, Ken. Standing on the shoulders of the ones who came before me I am stronger for their courage I am wiser for their words And we know that by our efforts 
who follow me, well, everybody wants a legacy, you know, and I hope that I leave a legacy of love. Hi, you're listening again to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and thank you all for listening. I'll tell you, this has been a real, real challenge, but I've enjoyed every single minute of it, and of course, I proved another point. All you have to do is change your mind, put one foot in front of the other, and you know something? You have a whole show. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. I've been your host, Elaine B. Holt. A reminder, a reminder that in, in next week I'm going to actually have her on for 10 minutes, Susan Lamont. In fact, actually, I'm going to see if I can get her on a little longer. We need to talk about a few things. But there is going to be a protest on Saturday, March 25th from 1 to 3 o'clock at Cordell Square. This is Elaine B. Holt from Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. She knows everything. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, March 13th, 2023.